But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the tide. It's the dismal tide. with you this entire podcast i can't hear myself so it might as well be we just went on a wine excursion we've got a we've got we've got our own bottle we each have our own bottle of wine mine is i don't know what it is it was uh i've forgotten the grape brendan has a natural white from puglia which is the the heel of the boot it's uh i wasn't really thinking about that when you said it the first time yeah unfiltered unfined I think it's from uh, uh, Jenny and Francois. Just like this podcast, un- unfiltered, baby. That's right. The raw stuff. So uh, he, he picked up one of those, and I got a Trollinger uh, from uh, from Beer, uh, German uh, uh, wine. It is uh, imported by Von Boden, uh, 11.5% alcohol. Uh, so let me ask you, how much sports have you been watching lately? Uh, Just general sports. I almost exclusively watch hockey now. Okay. I've uh the NFL has completely lost me. I did watch uh the second half of uh Jets Cowboys on Sunday, but that was the only football I watched all 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 day yesterday. So I've been watching football, but I haven't been as into it this year as I have been in years past, but I watch on Sundays still. Um it's during the week that I'm not paying any attention and then just trying to cobble together my fantasy team right at the end of the week. Like normal people do. Um but that didn't used to be me. No, I'm I'm watching hockey. Any baseball playoffs? Uh, I watched all I watched the baseball playoffs so far is what I watched uh, uh, when I walked in and you were uh, you said not much of a game at the moment is for nothing, and I think uh, I, I saw that and that was it. I've not seen a single second of um, of any Yankee game. Um, nope. No, nothing. <laughs> I watched a little bit of the the Rays Astros series, and that was all. I also but I watch hockey every day at this point. Okay, no hockey for me. Baseball hasn't started yet. I'm sorry, basketball hasn't started yet. Basketball will will grab my interest for a while because I'm very excited about the Sixers. Um, no baseball, very little football. I just like I feel that we're in the lull part of the sports year where I don't really care much about what's going on. Well, I think most people would. Feel the opposite way because no, I know that's love what I'm baseball saying. playoffs. Um, no, I think the baseball playoffs are genuinely bad. Almost every year, I think they're they're kind of just. Well, first of all, all the stories coming out this week that are like, nope, the ball's back to where what it used to be. We get to the playoffs, and when you want all the fucking home runs in the eighth inning, like Changing we can't the ball hit them anymore. It's completely insane what they did. I think just the weather does it. I don't think that they've no, changed the ball, but they. Did you oh, see the, the original one. Did you see those graphs? Yes. No, I've, I'm well versed in the ball change. Yeah, like they're they're just like the drag does vary from time to time, but these are these were pulled from the same batch as like any of the balls during the regular season, except it's got triple the drag, and it has maintained it's stayed constant throughout the playoffs. Is so? Is it a different ball or is it? It's a different ball. 
I don't. I don't. Just, uh, there's no way it's not a different. So ball. what do they want? Three two games in the playoffs now? Like uh, what's the deal? I don't understand. I don't. Maybe they just want them to be over quickly. Now, but that, this now, is not over quickly. Every game is two two and goes to eleven. Uh, I don't know. Well, Gabe Kapler got fired. I mean, the Phillies aren't in the playoffs, but um, you know that's that's a way to speed up games. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. So I mid season was fine with him. But by the end, you're just like, all right, so you're clearly just like a 500 coach, or maybe you need more experience. I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's good, though. I don't know what it takes to manage a baseball team, uh, because it, I feel like uh, trying to keep 25 baseball players happy, like, you, you need to be smarter than they are just to know how to wrangle them all, but you can't be too smart because then you'll lose them because they're some of the dumbest people alive. Right, right, right. Yeah, so yeah. you got to be able to speak their language, but you have to know better than they do. I was talking to a friend of the show, Mike, about who I wanted the Phillies to hire. And I was generally on board with the, just like, I'd like Joe Girardi or uh, Madden. Is it Joe Madden? Joe Madden, not John Madden. John Madden's the other one. Jo- yeah, very. <laughs> Joe Madden. Two very distinct personalities. Uh, and, and when I said Joe Madden, Mike, said, Mike was just like, ugh, what the f- and, and just generally speaking, you're just like, no, I think he's pretty good at pulling a team together for about three seasons. And then his message get t- gets tired and his shtick is old and you have to move on. Yeah. Like that's the – That's all you can ask for from a baseball coach. That's I think that's in any sport though. I, I think you have these guys who manage in one place for uh, you know, 15, 20 years and uh, I, I don't really think that's good or desirable generally. So like Greg Popovich. Well, I, I mean, I'm going right to the tippy top, but yeah, but but he's the exception. Uh, the counterpoint to that would be someone like Jeff Fisher, where sure, he, where Jeff yeah, Fisher always employed Jeff Fisher. Yeah, managed to somehow off the back of one Super Bowl appearance, managed to main, stay an NFL coach for like 15 more years. My theory on and that he, is, I mean, just, like, I, I don't know if he ever had a 10 win season in in that time. Uh, my theory on Jeff Fisher is just he was a. Just a tremendous employee. Just just really nice guy. Just a good employee. He's like, listen, we're going to be fine. Uh, if I go 9-7 and seven this year, count on me going 7-9 uh, the next year. But conversely, if I go 7-9 and nine this year, like, we're going to the playoffs next year, baby. And he's just a good employee. He's just like, he's not, he's not uh, dredging up any dirt, you know? I don't know. His boys just come out to play the game. I don't like Jeff Fisher, for the record. I feel like that was me I defending know. him. I'm just, just trying I'm just to, just trying I, to I don't think, ground this. I don't think we'll get him. I, <laughs> I don't think promising a, a year of seven and nine with we'll get him next year. But no drama. Mary J. Blige. But, I mean, even like, a, a, and I guess people will, you know, clash heads from time to time. You know, Greg Popovich is no, not everybody bought into his message. After all, Kawhi went on strike that entire year and pretended to be injured, uh, or was injured, and they didn't believe him. And then he was mad about it, and then he pretended to still be injured. I'm not sure. There's definitely some pretending, but in my humble opinion. So I, uh, but, but I mean, who's the last? You know, like guys like like Mike Tomlin is still in a job, even though he's not really done much of anything uh, in the last couple of years. The Steelers have not been, uh, you know, have have underachieved given the amount of talent that they have. 
Uh, same for the Cowboys. It took forever to get rid of like Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy st- stuck Green around Day. forever. Uh, Jason Garrett is almost completely talentless. And yeah, he's a he's not a good coach. No, he's uh the least inspiring man in football. And uh, I think and he stays employed specifically because uh, well, I think also well, I think he's a better example than than Jeff Fisher of uh you know a company man. But he is a company, I think yeah, yeah but I think Jason Garrett's company man. He he's not causing any problems whatsoever because he's just grateful to be in a job. He just it seems like Jerry Jones just he doesn't deserve it. He just found yeah. He just found a guy who will let Jerry just do the Jerry thing. And I think if you can do that in Dallas, that buys you an extra two years, no matter what. Yeah, they well and additionally, I mean, he got the job after all because the Cowboy he was uh you know, had some uh, some good years as the Cowboys' offensive coordinator um, under Parcells, and you know uh, uh, the and uh, the Cowboys lost out on Sean Payton. You know, he went to he he left for New Orleans, and I guess they were just like, we're not going to let this happen again. And like Jason's our guy, and then he came in and was just incredibly lackluster. You get the occasional twelve and four or like thirteen and three season, but well, like, there's been like two of those. And the rest has been have been bad. I feel like the a couple of times it was like closed like, all right, this is a prove it year for, for Garrett and then he went and drafted Dak Prescott and won like twelve games, like you said, and they were like, Okay, so that buys you another two years and then every time he's about to have a prove it year, they they make the playoffs. Dak's gotta be on suicide watch, right? With this being his contract year and the bottom is just completely falling out on the team. Yeah, they can't they can't do anything on offense. <laughs> They're just going to franchise tag him. Jerry Jones doesn't give a shit. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that'll go over great. That's always the way to uh, build your future. Kirk but, Cousins was talking about how he was able to like ask for a fully guaranteed contract, which was, by the way, the finale of Ballers, fully guaranteed Patrick Mahomes contract. Uh, broke the league in the view of Ballers. Like, fuck off. Um, either way, uh, Kirk Cousins was just like, yeah, it's because they used up all the franchise tags. So like, once they already did two franchise tags to me, like I had all the negotiating power. Like I cannot go back to Washington after this. So yeah. like, you know, whatever. Everybody else has got that. Like if nobody agrees to the contract, we can just franchise tag you later, I think. And she's like, ah, nobody's got him. Let's just bring back Dak one more time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kellen Moore, the season starts. And everyone's just like, oh, man, Kellen Moore, perfect replacement for Garrett. Like, uh, seasonal end, they won't renew him, and then Kellen Moore can step right into this head coaching role because uh, he's this new offensive genius. And it took three weeks for him to get figured out in a bad way. Yeah, they're toast. They can't yeah, do anything. They, no, the just nothing. Got lost to the, to the Jets. Now, admittedly, Sam Darnold might not be the clown everyone thought he was just because he got mono. But, I mean, Sam Dar- he had, like, the perfect Jets quarterback star. I mean, last year, and his I think his first ever pass was intercepted. Um, but, I th- and, but he was, I, I think, okay until, yeah. until he got hurt. And then this year, and then he wasn't even bad week one, but then he got mono. But, uh, I mean, Le'Veon Bell makes his job so much easier. Yeah, I wonder how long Le'Veon can keep doing that. He's got to be. I mean, he had a year off, so yeah, he took a year off. Probably adds an extra year to his talent level. He's as he's as fresh as he's gonna get. He has not been very efficient this year, though. Very very low yardage totals. Because you know, 
when it's Luke Falk and Le'Veon Bell, you pretty much know who to key in on. <laughs> Not much of a choice. week for those who listened when we had Kipo Man on we did a bunch of song parodies that's right um well you gotta say that into the microphone that's right (laughs) um so I thought that we could revisit just one guy they're very uh these parodies I find them to be blessed they're wonderful um they're not good but it's 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 from a place of love uh this is titled 2019 Seahawks prediction music video parody of Lil Tecca, Post Malone, Cardi B, and a whole bunch of other songs. Uh, it is by Norbcam is the name is his name, and I believe that he is a Seahawks blogger slash podcaster. Um, seems to be beloved by Seattle, and he uh, he went through and he parodied seven, 16 different songs, maybe seventeen. I don't know what he did when the Seahawks get to buy, and he just predicts what's going to happen in every uh, every game of the year. So we're going to play through up to week six, up to week seven. We'll we'll. Uh, We'll get his predictions for week seven. It's currently week six just passed us by in the NFL. We'll get all the way up to week seven, and then every week we're going to play, if we remember, uh, the next week's prediction of what's going to happen. And we'll see, yeah, we'll see how good he was. Protect this man at all costs. What a wonderful human being. So we back in the creek with the twelves rocking the blue and green. No way. Here's a prediction. 30 to 21 Seahawks. We're hearing they won 21 playing Rockless Burger and the Juju shoes when PM time zone Eastern and Antonio Brown now is missing. There's no running back named Le'Veon. Everything means that they're The Seahawks will lose 28-24 to the Steelers. They beat them 28-24. Pretty close to the Still pretty close in the scores. This hell is for you. On this field, the church remains all his Achilles. Batman can't hide his leg and he deep broke his leg. It's not cool to like you. It's true. This hell is for you. 
coming back, now it's time to get nasty. Revenge right, is the dish that is best served frosty. We gonna get this He's got a guest vocalist. Big Low. Big Low, Seahawks are coming. The Firehead Ed. Fireman Ed. Seahawks. Alright, this week. Week 6. It's predicted a 21-20 win. It was 32-28. Game 7. This week against the Ravens. The next, just a little preview of next week. It's week 8, Seahawks Falcon, Falcons, and it appears that he's doing the song from the uh, the Bradley Cooper Lady Gaga movie, the, the Star is Born. Yep. Couldn't find it for a second there. I found it. I got there. Um, that's just blessed content. Uh, he's got a lot of time on his hands. This is uh, pretty well done. Clearly some green screen going on. But it's not like the Keeb Dog guys from last week where they're just doing like the Tim and Eric zooms. Yeah. As you described it. He's got some production value. Yeah, he, uh, again, he's he's put some work into this. It's clearly a passion project. Um, he's, uh, I, I guess, he's got the track so he can sing along with it. Uh, going in his ears the entire time. Yeah, he's wearing those joggers headphones, though. Yeah, it's, the uh, in ear. It like, really the it neck. diminishes the effect for me of this entire thing. Yeah, no, I don't like that. I don't care for that at all. Um, what he did do very well is not overreach with the length of the parody. Once you've hit like the second minute, diminishing returns. Yeah, there's. Oh boy. Uh, I mean. Like we saw that hello guy last week. It yeah. was like why do you why do we need a five Full minute five minutes and eight seconds? Five minute Adele parody about how the lions are bad. Um so that was my close friend. And we're gonna do uh every week before the next Seahawks game, if we remember. Let's get to the first our first real thing. Um we have a tweet here from David P. Sampson, who you may know from being a uh general manager of the Marlins during one of their many tanking years. Uh, you also may know him from being the first to be eliminated on that season of Survivor when everybody found out that he was the general manager of the Marlins and they voted him out. It was just like <laughs> he was an asshole, and then he said he was the general manager of the Marlins, and then everybody's like, "Why the fuck could we give you a million dollars? Get out of here!" Yeah, and he was immediately voted out. I don't even know if being the general manager of the Marlins pays a million dollars, but I bet it's pretty close. It's pretty close, and he he was a prick. He was like. It was clearly the general manager of the Marlins when he was on that season because he had all these ideas and none of them fucking worked. He was just like trying to like win these challenges and like he's like I will be the one who stands up and like makes the tough decisions because in the beginning of uh, a season of Survivor, the idea is to keep your head down. If you pop your head up and try to be a leader, you're going to be the first one out. Was can it, is there anything that it, could a, uh, a as a, you watch a lot of Survivor? Could you employ a tanking strategy on Survivor? Uh, sort of. You like so? If, I there's very bare that bones. That's all you know how to do if you work in the Marlins organization yeah, right. is just how to sell something for parts and then just let it die. So like, it kind of depends. Um, personally, you can tank. Like, you just don't really. Uh, show everyone how good you are at stuff and just kind of keep your head down. And then when you need to, like, do... A lo- so, like, a big strategy in Survivor is just fucking lay around and sleep and just not exert any energy. And there's me. so many of these just, like, 
try hard like honestly i wish it weren't like this but like so many try hard like southern doofuses who are like i work on a farm and all i know how to do is get up and work and i work and when i do work i'm done work and i get more work done and everybody else like all the city slickers just lay back and be like yeah he just started collecting firewood day one so he just collects firewood every week every man in my family has been crushed to death by hay bales i escaped that life for this but that my work ethic has come with me (laughs) And uh, basically every season there's an argument about from the person who does the most work around camp about how nobody else does work in camp. And it ends up being like some group scenario thing where everybody's sitting down either at like tribal council before they vote somebody out or just like around the campfire. And what ends up happening is everybody just kind of agrees with the lazy person because they go along the lines of like, I'm not here to do a bunch of manual labor around camp. I'm here to win a million million dollars by strategizing, and a big part of winning a million dollars is winning these physical challenges, which I can't do if I have lugged rocks around all day, so I'm not going to do that part. Enjoy your rocks. Because anybody who's a provider in that show gets eliminated. Like, all the toughest, strongest people always lose, for the most part, unless they just win all the way down. The guy that replaced Holby just made a catastrophic error. None of the Holby stuff's going to make the show. Well, probably none of the survivor stuff will either, so it's okay. Brennan's so jealous of how good my fantasy hockey team is. Um, so anyway, David P. Sampson. Uh, now that we have laid the groundwork down, <laughs> just immediately move on every time you talk about fantasy hockey. Tweeted out on the 11th of October, 2019. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unreal that Daniel Hudson is on paternity list and missing game one of NLCS. Only excuse would be a problem with the birth or health of baby or mother. If all is well, he needs to get to St. Louis. Inexcusable. Will it matter? Hashtag wait to see. <sighs> David P. Sampson, October 12th, 2019. <laughs> Happy to see Daniel Hudson get the save. I didn't say he should miss the birth and didn't mean the judge's decision. I would have done everything possible to try and get him to St. Louis for game one of the NLCS. Once, once healthy and baby and mom had been established. Once health of baby and mom had been established. Respect his decision. Do you? I'm not sure you do because the ratio on that tweet was pretty bad. We have 4,500 comments and 282 likes. Not a good ratio. Not a good ratio. And then in relation to that, one of our favorites on the show, uh, Brandon McCarthy, tweeted out, If your reaction to anyone having a child is anything but congratulations, good luck, something like that, uh, then you're a fucking asshole. Does Brandon McCarthy's Twitter bio still say my wife says I'm married? Because I've always enjoyed that. Oh, no. He changed it because his uh, final stats for his baseball career were, I believe, uh, a 420 career ERA over, like, and something with 69 in it as well. So he, he changed it to nicest career stats in baseball history. <laughs> Given his online and, uh, like, irony bro sort of presence... I wouldn't really call it an irony, bro, but no, like, he's yeah. funny. He's fucking funny. Uh, ERA 420, correct. I thought there was something in there with 69. Yeah, 69 wins, career 420 ERA pitcher. Nice. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, you got him. <laughs> That's probably why he retired. All right, so that was David P. Sampson, uh, who's, by the way, not alone in, in saying that. Plenty of people would. Uh, well, it, it goes back to the... Episode one. Episode one of Sports Online, a podcast that is no longer hosted anywhere. You can't find it. 
It doesn't exist. But we discussed uh, uh, Muhammad al-Nani, the birth of his uh, child. Well, one, the ca- the caption, new baby, thanks Allah. And, um, <laughs> and the guy yelling at him for having a child and telling him it wasn't an elite mentality. That is that is the canonical uh, Johnson and Brendan starting a podcast tweet. That that was it. That was that was the the fucking seed. You know, that guy was correct though, because uh, El Nene is not elite at all. Very workmanlike. He's a he's a good player and seems like a good guy, but uh, he doesn't offer uh, offer you much. I'll have you know, Daniel Hudson also not elite. Yeah, he runs he uh, runs around a lot. So. The uh, he's currently on loan playing in uh, in Turkey, but again, by all accounts, very nice guy. We're gonna keep it in baseball, because um, this one's a quick hit, mostly because I I can't read Japanese. But you, Darvish, I don't know why this man told him that he wished he would die, um, but somebody told strong words, you Darvish, something along those lines, and you Darvish read the man's bio. And it said in the bio that he really liked fried chicken. So he responded to him. He said, eat fried chicken until you die. Or directly translated from uh, Japanese. I almost said Chinese like four times there. Uh, Eat fried chicken until death. Racist. No, it's just a mistake. Eat fried chicken until death. How often do you get athletes telling people how they should die? Not 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 as often as you'd like. uh, You want to see more of that from players because, you know what, it's funny. I I agree. It's very funny. Uh, apparently, you Darvish is funny. Like he's a funny guy, but he doesn't speak. He's um, I believe of the Ichiro type, where like they can kind of speak English, but it's better to just have a translator. Uh, well, no, I, I think uh, it, it's a sort of um, as best I understand it uh, with uh, like Japanese culture and all that. They they don't want to be wrong. Not in like a Trump kind of way, but like in a you know, uh, but but they feel more comfortable. Like they don't want to struggle through right, right, right. speaking English. I think it's smart. They don't want to be yeah. Don't want to be misinterpreted in any way. No, I think you it's know? very smart. Yeah, like I'm sure Ichiro speaks perfect English after spending 20 years in America. Yeah, I mean he's a yeah he's a coach for these immensely white doofuses everywhere. He's got to be able to communicate. In yeah, some, exactly. Yeah, some respect, right? Yeah, he's not. But but yeah, when it comes to press conferences, like he's not gonna try, not gonna get tripped up by uh, by some journalist question. No chance.
the cultural Marxism part of the show. Love it. Uh, first, in our cultural Marxism the part of the show. Actually, I said cultural Marxism. This may not even be an example of that. But from, uh, oh, oh boy, from Arash Markazi, I believe a writer for the LA Kings, says... I don't think it's pronounced Arash. A-R-A-S-H is how you spell it. I'm doing my best out here. I don't think it's pronounced Arash. 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 I don't... Arsh. I don't... This doesn't... This isn't gonna... This isn't gonna play well. It doesn't make us look good. <laughs> I don't know how else you would pronounce that. It, um, I'm gonna go ahead and assume that it's not the worst way to interpret it, which is Arash. Arash. I'm gonna say Arash. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm gonna lean towards Arash. But I would like to have him pronounce it so that I can be sure. We can look. We can look this up from Arash Markazi. I'll take it. The LA Kings will cover Taylor Swift's banner at Staples Center for all home games. The connection to our fans is our highest priority, and through our engagement, they have made it clear that the banner shouldn't be part of their Kings game experience. So they, uh, I believe, covered up with a big black cloth now, and it just shows how many sellouts. Because I guess it must be a newer stadium. Because Taylor Swift has got the the sellouts record. Well, it's still Staples Center, is it not? Oh yeah, it is. It is. So yeah, I, just Taylor Swift just constantly selling out the Staples Staples Center. Yeah, you know, uh, I guess it's it is silly. Yeah, I don't know. It, but like MSG hangs up that stupid Billy Joel banner. Imagine, imagine New Yorkers complaining about the Billy Joel banner. This is not part of our experience. Uh, I think the classic thing to say to one of them is like, "Why are you looking up? Action's happening down here." They're still no, Mike. The action's happening on the you ice. Got, you get the yeah, but there's 20 minute intermissions in hockey. You know, you got 20 minutes to just sit there and stare at your hands. There's a zamboni going. They're shooting t-shirts. That's true. There's a lot of yeah cheerleaders in arena entertainment. Hockey cheerleaders really threw me off the first time I saw them at a Devils game. I guess they kind of make sense. I don't really – I wouldn't be very jazzed to do a dance routine on a slab of ice. I don't uh, – I know most of what they're doing is outside of the arena, but there are times they're dancing on that ice. Well, yeah. Well, Or, you know, you get them pushing a shovel out there, and that's pretty good too. Put them to work, you know? Life isn't all dancing. I'm going to be a devil's ice girl, I think. <laughs> Only if I can wear a devil's Star Wars shirt. I don't want to talk about the Star Wars shirts again. <laughs> I don't. The Devils, by the way, are they I, bad this year? How are they doing? They have n- not won a game yet this year. Oh, uh, what about all our first round picks? Uh, Jack Hughes looks a little overwhelmed at the moment. Um, hey, big Gabe Landeskog getting in a, in a tussle here. Well, let's not call him gay. That's not what I called him. All right, sure. Gabe Gabriel Landeskog. Come on. God damn it. So, Jack Hughes looks a little overwhelmed. He gets moved to a different line every game, which doesn't help. Um, uh, John Hines is trying to play uh, defense-first hockey with a bunch of tiny skill guys. So, it's not working uh, at all. For reasons that are... One more first-round pick, baby? Number one overall pick, I mean? That's right. We're going to get so many first-round picks... And Hines is going to keep on just trying to make the employ them as just grinders. We're going to only draft players under five ten, uh, and then ask and ask that they get in there and bang. 
and then not understand what the problem is when they can't do it. I also my um my working theory uh, was that uh that he works them too hard for them to have any energy for the games. I feel like that's a very uniquely hockey problem. It's well like like when Subban got there, uh he's just like I can only remember like one training session in my life that was intense as as intense as this. And that is not entirely beneficial i don't believe not over the course august of, and september uh, no. over, over the course of an 82 game season to have uh to just run them into the ground with that preseason that was uh yeah that was that was preseason that was like training camp but the hockey has a pretty short training camp compared to say the nfl which has the training camp is as long as the season <laughs> yeah no yeah they'll OTAs and yeah, you're doing you're in training camp for three months. Yeah, you got you're there in April and the season doesn't start until September. Um, pathetic. If you want my way opinion. too long. So in any case, the Devils uh, have not won a game so far this year. They have two overtime losses, which uh, you know that's worth something. You get a point out of that. Um, but they uh, lose in a different catastrophic way. Um, all the time, either they blow a lead, um, as they did uh, on opening night. They uh, they blew it against uh, Winnipeg. They were leading four nothing and lost five four. Uh, and then they went out to Buffalo and got washed seven two. They um, just got shut out by the Bruins. Um, they lost today to Florida uh 6-4 again they were up 4-2 so it's just over and over again something stupid happens um i don't see how the coach survives this very chippy here colorado versus uh, uh, the cavs well nobody likes to lose keep his that off just got his helmet knocked off he just seems unfazed by it um, our next post in cultural in our cultural Marxism section of the show is uh, is by the Pope, the friggin' Pope, the Pope. He tweeted out today. Well, we give thanks, new Pope, to the Lord pope. for our new hashtag saints. Pope blessings. They walked by faith, and now we invoke their intercession. And this kind of just to me. And I'm not gonna, a big like knock religious publicly guy, even though I don't religion publicly kind of guy because I don't really care that much. I do generally find religion stupid, but like inducting saints from the 18 and 1700s today, and then when you do it, you have to put it on Twitter, and when you use hashtag saints, there's the fucking New Orleans Saints logo automatically pasted into your tweet next to hashtag saints, like. Uh, Kind of just shines a light on how stupid this whole fucking thing is. They've all been dead 200 years. I'm going to become a saint one day. Well, the trouble is you'll never know if you're going to be a saint. Cause That's you're the be trouble. Dead. That's what they don't tell you about it. If someone wants to martyr me, whatever. I'll take it. I don't mind. I'm happy to be martyred. i got to die for a cause. But um, if I want to become a saint, it needs to be a Catholic reason. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about these sponsored hashtags, little logos next to them? They're not good. Uh, none of them. None of them are good. None of them are good. Uh, they're all pretty boring. Uh, 
ruins the fucking Pope's tweets. Everyone made fun of all... The, the NHL tweeted out a list of every single one for every team, and they're all... Those were all terrible. It was always just, like, every single one was just, you know... Uh, like it was a team name, or just like Go Blues, or whatever. Do you remember the NBA? With the ex- for... with the exception of uh, the Rangers have hashtag Play Like a New Yorker, which is way too long. The NBA when they had the All Star selections leading up to the All Star game, each player's hashtag last name came with like their own personal logo. So like in a lot of cases, it was, it was like their brand. Um, and in other cases, it was just some stupid semi-city-based sort of, like, non-sequitur. I like that the, I mean, I like that the Mets just use LGM, and you, uh, you get the Mets logo, uh, out of that. Or the Apple. You get the Apple. So that was, so, one, it's, uh, uh, not that many letters. Very, uh, um... It's good economy of uh, of your tweet there, even though I'm pretty sure hashtags don't count against your uh, character uh, limit. I don't days. use hashtags. Don't use them. No reason to. You're going to find it either way. You don't need a hashtag. The only time I would use it is when li- listening to the best show, and like that's how everyone would just let you know. that That's how you'd manage to have like a running conversation about it, is that uh, you would just follow the hashtag. Um, but then uh, once they switched from uh, being on FMU... And where you know when they're using best show WFMU, that was pretty straightforward. But when uh, Tom started doing it independently, and it just became best show, and then it would start trending, and people would just start tweeting things like, um, "What is the best show?" Yeah, people. I just, love the office. People, people would just be using the hashtag best show to talk about stuff on like WB. It's the yeah. Flash, and yeah, it's pretty Barry pretty Allen little Flash. liars. <laughs> best, hashtag hashtag best, show. best show. All right, I think this is our last thing. Uh, and I'd, I'm going to read uh, Colleen Rooney's message about this. This is fantastic. But uh, Colleen Rooney uh, has been trying, according to her, for years to figure out who has been like giving her personal information. I really don't know the extent to what she was, uh, the Sun was getting, but giving it to the Sun, the most hated newspaper in England, um, the newspaper that Prince Harry is currently in litigation with. Um, just about everybody's in litigation with the son at one tr- point. Right? Trying to figure out who was selling her like private Instagram stuff to the the son, and she released this uh, statement on her, I think it was Twitter account. This might be a crossover from Instagram, so I don't know. But either way, here we go. For a few years now, someone who I trusted to follow me on my personal Instagram account has been consistently informing the Sun newspaper of my private posts and stories. There has been so much information given to them about me, my friends, my family, all without my permission or knowledge. After a long time of trying to figure out who it could be, for various reasons, I had a suspicion. To try and prove this, I came up with an idea. I blocked everyone from viewing my Instagram story except one account. Those on my private account must have been wondering why I haven't had stories on there for a while. Uh, separately, sidebar, probably not. Um, over the past five months, I have posted a series of false stories to see if they made their way into the Sun newspaper. And you know what? They did. The story about gender selection in Me- Mexico, the story about returning to TV, and then the latest story about the basement flooding in my new house. It's been tough keeping it to myself and not making any comment at all, especially when the stories have been leaked. However, I had to. Now I know for certain which account slash individual it's come from. 
I have saved the screen and I've saved and screenshotted all the original stories, which clearly show just one person has viewed them. It's Rebecca Vardy's account. Now, I don't want you to get too far ahead of yourselves. We have a lot of American listeners. Who is Rebecca Vardy? That's uh, Jamie Vardy's wife. Who is Jamie Vardy? Jamie Vardy. He of uh, he's Jamie Vardy is a, a weird scarecrow person who uh, is a <laughs> as a striker for Leicester City. Um, and he's a uh, uh, he was racist, but he apologized. I think, <laughs> and he did racially abuse an Asian man in a casino. Uh, which is basically the most English thing to do. Um, is get, get, if you're an England player, uh, getting getting drunk and doing something reprehensible in a casino uh, is is always a classic. Um, and this was all built on the premise: Colleen Rooney, obviously Wayne Rooney's wife. Uh, yes, and I'm assuming that even our American everybody knows. Who uh, that is. She's one of the few players' wives I know on a on a first name basis. If someone makes reference to, I mean, in the context, of, if if I see some soccer account just use the name Colleen, I know who they're talking about. She's uh she's in the news uh plenty. Now, since Rebecca Vardy has come up and said that it wasn't her, and used the classic, if you were trying to get out of this, what would you say? It's like, you are dead to fucking rights. Well, there's, only, there's only one thing to say, which is that you were hacked. Right. No, that's exactly... She didn't say hacked, but she said multiple people have access to her Instagram account. Well, horseshit. Um, first of all, that's just how I feel about it. And he got caught. She got caught talking shit. Um, why would you sell anything to the sun? It's I not like they I need money. I imagine they pay for this sort of garbage, yeah, but... Yeah, but why would she need money? I... I... Maybe she just really hates Colleen Rooney. I mean, it's it's difficult for me to say um, because I've never been that mad. Uh, I've I've probably been that mad at people. You know, I I think a blessing is that I exclusively get mad at people I don't know these days. Okay, I think I I think that really helps keep you out of uh, trouble because like you can really be pissed off at um I don't know just uh somebody who uh says that bernie sanders is a rapist on twitter i think you can you can get really mad at that person uh and then you avoid any sort of like actual conflict in your real life that might have repercussions like you know you're you can you can tweet shut the fuck up at that person but if you like text that to if like if you got you can't be no, texting your cousin it, yeah like that your yeah your mom's gonna text you yeah gotta hear from your mom yeah and then it's a whole thing sorry mom if you want to fight somebody you've never met online, I think that's uh, I don't I don't it's not necessarily good or healthy, especially not if you're doing it all the time. But I think it's better than fighting anyone from your actual personal life, say your coworkers or boss. This I think this is really funny. Rebecca Vardy got fucking uh, Tyrion Lannistered, and it's so funny that this the blocking strategy is so smart. It's so smart. I think yeah, like, basically she made it so that it could only be one person. <laughs> she probably and, just did it to like so many people, just the same strategy over yeah. and over and over. The patience. Yeah, this file just waiting in the tall grass, just waiting and waiting. And then when she figures out it was her, she doesn't go to Rebecca Vardy to just like, hey, like I did this and this and this. She gets again, Tyrion Lannister sent this motherfucker to jail. Like just fucking jumped you in a meeting and just like you're off. Go to the north. You're gone. I want you gone. Speaking of tall grass, I saw a video online yesterday. It was retweeted by Thirty Second Fights. Um uh, but it's 
a guy who has his hand in some tall grass and it's like he's going to pull out a, a snake or gator or something. I'm not sure which country this is happening in, but there is a big crowd around him, and they're just like, whoa, 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 whoa. he's gonna get it, and he's holding his his left arm is in the air while his right arm is in the tall grass, and he just pulls his own belt out of it and then just puts it right into his belt loops, and then everyone gets mad at him and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. That's it's that's the content that I want to see these days. I want to see guys uh, punking the whole village. Um, with with a belt. I've been listening to, uh, you know, what, I'm going to save this for after the podcast. So um, I'm not. No, uh, no, I won't save it for after the podcast. Uh, when people I like are on this, the majority report, I I, I, I watch it with Sam Cedar, uh, who's ah, never mind. Um, just just very pleasant listening. It's like it's like radio on YouTube. It's very nice. Uh, either way, I've never. I've, I'm not. I have no problem with it. I just haven't. Uh, just seen, haven't. Ha- haven't seen it. Seen it. Um, all right, so that was the last thing. The only thing that we couldn't get to in the show was an incredibly visual uh, video of Brandon Cooks of the Los Angeles Rams wearing a Joker mask, and it fucking <laughs> makes me laugh so hard because he puts this Joker mask on when he's like waiting for the athletic trainer or something like that, and he's so pleased with himself that he can't even speak. <laughs> He is. You see him, and the mouth. The the mask covers his mouth, but you can still see how hard he's smiling, like in his eyes, and just the way that he's carrying himself. And the only thing he manages to get out is waiting for the athletic trainer, and then he does the Joker laugh, and he ends the video. But it's a good fifteen, sixteen seconds of him just like on his cell phone, going like left and right, and like changing <laughs> the angle on the Joker mask, and just giggling. It's really blessed stuff. It's very good. I really enjoyed it. That's it. It's like a video of a prospector tweet. Yeah. No, it's just so fucking... I actually kind of want to watch it right here. Just, just waiting on my trainer. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Having the time of his life. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking funny. All right, that's it for this week. Oh my god, Brendan, the comeback is on. 5-4. Well, I want to but oh, this is it's the best day. Ever. This is this is so good. Uh, give all our stuff and then I'm going to end the show and we can watch the game. Can't do it. He's at Mega Clang. That's right. I'm at Brendo Big Bucks. That's again. Listen to the uh the Keepo Man episode. Well, yeah, yeah. Last Listen to the hockey, hockey podcast supplement. That's the one. I haven't, uh, usually I do it on Mondays, but today I was busy, so I didn't. But as I said, I'm not going to stop doing it. Uh, I don't really know what the end goal is for the podcast. I want to make it worse. Um, <laughs> Lofty goals. But I don't know, but I want <laughs> <but I, laughs> to make it worse. I have a few ideas. But I want to make it worse in a in a fun way, not just in a boring way. So... Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I think a lot of feedback would be good. A lot yeah. of like painful, challenging audio I'm looking noises. At the, I'm looking at the numbers, and I see that people are not listening to uh, the, uh, the the this the, or the the hockey podcast with the same enthusiasm that they do with the regular one. But you know what? Uh, again, it's not. It doesn't have to be for everybody. I'm doing this for me. 
and you don't have to listen to it, but if you if you want to, that's cool. And again, if you want to come on, let me know. Uh, we've got a couple guests lined up. I just have to make sure that I can still actually. Uh, Who do you have lined up? I don't want to tell you. We'll pull the curtain back here. Space bar. We stopped recording. Who do you have lined up? I can see the screen. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys. Next time. <laughs> with your accidents.